did we do last week? Uh, last week was... Okay, we did Raven. We did Fire Sector. We did another one. What was the other one we did? Did. We definitely did. I lost my notebook, Miranda. Okay, hold on. We can well, okay, <laughs> let me look it up. Let me look it up. I think I might have it somewhere. Oh, I, I must have it. No, I do have it because I recorded I remember it. reading. I did record it. <laughs> this is crazy. I love having a podcast. <laughs> no, I do have it because I remember seeing Nubia. Yes. <laughs> that that one. Hi. Hi. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Alita. And I'm Miranda. And together we are the sidekicks and we're back (laughs) yeah we're back uh with another women's history book yep miranda what are we reading this time we are reading we read (laughs) (laughs) we are reading catwoman dangerous liaisons (laughs) so dangerous by teeny howard yes by teeny howard so this was this is both a four issue storyline and um the first graphic novel of teeny howard's run on catwoman uh the graphic novel consists of six books from catwoman 39 to catwoman 44 it was written by teeny howard the artist on the first four issues is Nico Leone. Jordi Belair and Veronica Grandin did the colors. And Tom Napatolano and Simon Bland did the letters. And then the uh, final two issues are is by Bengal. Colors are by Jordi Belair. And letters are by Tom Napatolino. Napatolano? Sorry, Tom. <laughs> first name Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what we need to know. Yeah. Have you, did you read this before? Have you ever read this before? No, no, I had not. Had you? No, <laughs> I have not. I haven't read Catwoman in a long time. So it was nice. What'd you think? To be reintroduced. Uh, it was like, it took me a little bit to get into it. I think like three issues. Mm-hmm. I think the first issue and the second issue, I was like, I don't know if I like this. It's very I don't think how to put it. It's very like tell you. Yes. It was very like I get because I was thinking about it and I was like, I don't know why I don't like it. Cause a lot of the stuff that they say it's not like I disagree with it or anything. I think uh, and, and it's not really don't like. I was just like, I don't know if I would reread this. Yeah. Um, and a part of it I think was because it did give me like hashtag girl vibes, girl boss. <laughs> like yeah. in your face in like a way that wasn't tactful for me I wasn't a fan of the writing yeah and I was just like okay the last two I did enjoy because it was like a buddy cop (laughs) thing Mm -hmm. and it was like cute and there wasn't like a big point to it it was just fun yeah and I I think I'm just a fan of like slice of life stuff like that's just like low stakes let's go like I want to go have this girl adventure with like (laughs) Harley Quinn and (laughs) Catwoman that sounds so fun (laughs) right Um, oh sounds delightful yeah so it just kind of sat wrong with me but this was published in when I think you might have said it 2021 2021 oh yeah no like this honestly I was reading it and I was like this feels like it was published 10 years ago (laughs) yeah like no I'm dated it did 
It okay. So like I'm reading a collection of essays uh from like women that kind of like comic books and revolve around the comic book industry, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it was published in 2012. And I wish I had known that before I picked up the book because I was not prepared for like the <laughs> The energy and the mindset that surrounded women in fandom spaces in that time. It was tough titties, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Rough. I always think about like, why was I not in fandom? Like, why wasn't I like super involved? Like what? And I was like, I had like, like I was super obsessed, like on my (laughs) own. Uh Uh-huh. But I didn't make friends within the fandom. Like, I didn't communicate with people like that. Like, I was kind of scared of it because it just seems yeah. so intense and so, like, same. I'm better than you because mm-hmm. I know 20 more facts than you do. And it's like, well, okay, I guess you are. <laughs> you win yeah. nothing for no- doing that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I, okay, so, like, 2012, Um, that would have been right when I started watching Doctor Who. Yeah, same yeah. And the thing is, like, there was a very thriving, I would say, who community at my high school. I believe that. 100% and knowing the high I, school, yeah. <laughs> I could not understand why I couldn't make friends. Like, I, I, I genuinely could not understand it. I thought something was wrong with me. But, like, looking back, I recognize, like, oh, no, it was just the time period. It was, like, mean girl behavior. Well, not just girl, but, like, mean behavior. And it was, like... Uh, shrouded in like nerd dumb but it was mm-hmm. still mean like people were so rude about stuff they were like they check you for no reason it was like like if you didn't have the tumblr followers on your doctor who tumblr right? like, <laughs> yeah it was like um <laughs> like like watching revenge of the nerds you yeah. know like it's like ostensibly like oh these are the outcasts and now they're friends it's like oh no they treat each other awful and they treat everybody around them awful yeah it was like oh it was just so like I deserve more than you over like mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> like made up worlds made up characters like these famous people who are not the character they're just actors and that's it it's a time period right. for them. and people were so like pick me about stuff like they wanted me I wanted to be like the stars like you're not Clara mm-hmm. bro like Matt Smith is not gonna try to kiss you <laughs> oh, god <laughs> but it this kind of felt like that and it was it's funny it's not funny but uh, sometimes I just make myself laugh so yesterday I had finished uh-huh. reading it and um I was like yeah I think this was written like 2011 I was like wow I'm getting really good at like guessing when things were <laughs> so wrong <laughs> <laughs> but it feels like it was written like when I was in high school it does it I don't know what does. it is about it I was just like cool talks right. like this <laughs> yeah so I wonder if that's just like teeny Howard because like I'm yes. not familiar with her work I haven't read anything else by her one of the great things about having a comic book podcast is that we get to discover new things and new writers and new artists. Yeah, super cool. <laughs> yeah, and so like I wanted to read somebody I'd never heard of before. And you know, if this is a sample of her writing, like she's fine, but I am not a So like there's a very particular brand of feminism that I would say ran rampant in like 2010ish. Absolutely. And it was yes, that Canada. 
in your face because I'm a girl vibes. And I'm like, I, yeah. I can't do it. I, I couldn't do it then. There's a reason the internet was so toxic towards very, like feminism. It was very like white woman feminism. In yes. The 2000s. And that's what, when I was reading, like I hope Miranda doesn't like this because like we're going to have interesting conversations. Um, Or like, if you did like it, it would have been like, a, <laughs> I don't know. Like I was reading and I was like, this is very like white woman. Like, I is this one of is I'm this your girl. red flag? And for yeah, maybe this is my red flag. <laughs> it's like, like me and the Joker. Like, I love this one. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not. It's not like if you enjoy it, it, whatever. But if you can't pick it out, then it's a red flag. And if you're unwilling to discuss it, red banner, honey. I'm not talking to you about things mm-hmm. that are important to me. But um, yeah, I was reading it and I was like, this is so like not inclusive. This is very like, fuck the man. But as long Mm -hmm. as I get what I can, I want because I'm a woman and I've been oppressed in this way. I don't really care about the other people who've been oppressed. Although Mm -hmm. I'll say I will. It presented such an interesting opportunity because like I can see how this story could have been handled beat for beat the same, but been I think a lot more of the time and been a lot more impactful. I just didn't understand. And we'll talk about it. I mean, like, stop listening if you didn't read it. But uh, one of the plot points and that it just sat wrong with me. And that's why Mm -hmm. when we moved past it, I was like, okay, like, this is more fun. Like the Harley Quinn and like Catwoman thing mm-hmm. like I don't think Teeny was trying to say anything she was just having a good time writing it but though yeah the, the it was the filler was yeah yeah like that shit's fun but the other one I was like I don't know why you killed off the self- sex worker there's no point for it like you could do all of this without killing that person off no it's like what I was reading it and I was like oh she fridged this person like like, like this person was fridged and then she said tried to say like no she wasn't fridged and it's like no this is, that's what this was can you explain what fridge means? Absolutely. So <laughs> um, fridging was a term that I believe was coined by Gail Simone, who uh, okay. was a critic in like the comic spaces and then became a comic writer. Yes. Um, it refers to women in refrigerators, which is a trope that is, it's probably in, in a lot of media, but it became famous in comic books and it is directly uh, referring to uh, a Green Lantern storyline where Kyle Reiner's longtime girlfriend who was an existing character in comic books like i don't think she was a superhero but she had been existing for a long time she had relationships she had friendships all that right like she wasn't just a girlfriend well she gets killed by like the villain of the week and stuffed in his refrigerator and then like it, it only yes it's she oh gets my god stuffed in like, the fridge a cold and then, case yeah and then it after that storyline ends it doesn't matter anymore. We don't see him going through like the process of grief. We don't see anyone else going through the process of grief. He just, mm-hmm. he moves on and then very quickly starts getting paired with like hot aliens. I like her death was meaningless. Cannot. This is an audio medium, but my eyes rolled so hard. That is so <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Like the... what is the point of it? I can't and I like this happened with games of Game of Thrones too. Like mm-hmm. I don't like violence just for violence. Mm-hmm. Um call me soft. I don't give a fuck. I am soft. Leave me alone. I'm not trying to see like characters get sexually assaulted for nothing. Like I don't want to see it ever. 
I don't want to see it period yeah. I don't want anybody to go through that that's horrific you it, know like that is so mm-hmm. scary and to just like stress people out knowing that it's like I would say like an epidemic like so many people have gone through that mm-hmm. um to just put it in because you want to shock an audience like come on bro like that shit's fucking disgusting and it's poor writing and it's weak Mm -hmm. and it's just like dude come on like clearly you don't understand this topic like you don't understand how this affects people because you're just putting it in there and like throwing it away and that's kind of what it felt like like I was like teeny do you even know a stripper like do you have you ever met someone who's like gone through like a murder like (laughs) I don't know and this doesn't just apply to teen. This applies to like a lot of writers because this is like a trope at this point. But mm-hmm. I was just like, this is lazy. When I read that, I was like, I don't know about that. Like she didn't need this. She could have just kept the women safe if that was like that important. But she never even revisits the other girl. Yeah. What? Because they, <laughs> they never mattered. They exactly. didn't matter to the story. Like it was, right. it was a, so like, the term fridging specifically refers to when some form of trauma happens to a female character specifically to develop like the male care, like something to, else. Yeah. yeah. To develop like a male character around her. Right. Yeah. You know, like, like uh, I'm so annoyed. I'm so It mad. is. It is. I'm um, so pissed. <laughs> I think like the most famous example would probably be um, what happens to Barbara Gordon in The Killing Joke. Yes. Because, you know, they famously burned her character just to do it. And then it was a different writer later who was like, fuck you, I'm bringing her back. Yeah. And it's just like a throwaway. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I understand these are fictional characters, but like there is a level of like, this happens in the real world. Like sex workers absolutely get killed. And historically, like justice has not been served to those people. And it's kind of like writing about it. To me, there's certain things where I'm like historically mm-hmm. there's accuracy in this and we need to be very um genuine when we're writing about these stories and we need to really like treat it with care because people have lived this experience not some fucking fantasy like <laughs> yeah. that it's not uh it's like comic books borrowing shit that happens in real life and like you can't like do it and do it poorly because you're gonna get called out on it like Mm-hmm. and that's just what it is like that's that on that <laughs> and I read it and I was like I don't know if I like this like I wanted to I did want to like this but at the end of the day it kind of felt short for me yeah I think like part of it is that it was not handled well and it didn't serve a purpose mm-hmm. you know it just happened to happen like I think Teeny Howard intended for it to be like the motivator the motivation and to tell us something about Roman Sionis's character, but like Black Mask is an, is an existing character. I don't need to be anything. told he's a bad dude. I don't even think I knew. I was like, okay, so he sucks. <laughs> he's a villain. Clearly he's <laughs> against you. And you're the hero in this book. Like, Yeah. And if you're trying to make a point about like misogyny and like the boys club, like there are other ways you could do it that they didn't choose <sighs> to do it. Like yeah. that's what I mean about like how it was very telly. Like it was very much like Teeny Howard telling us through Catwoman that yeah. oh these people don't think much of women, but we don't see it. Like we we don't see it. It's not handled very well because there's ways that they could have handled like their interactions. Yeah, there are ways they could have handled like the interactions with the uh, servers and strippers in the club. There yeah. are ways that like. Teeny Howard could have chosen to show how they actually interact with like their wives and girlfriends and daughters. Right. You know? It was just like, so which would have communicated that information. 
and we didn't need to be told like through Catwoman's like sassy, so you know, inner commentary. <laughs> so annoying. Because when we look at, so this is 2022, you said? 2021 is when this came out. 2021. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Harley Quinn show comes out around the same time. The Harley Quinn show handles the boys club way better than this because we see the boys club interacting with women and we see the backdoor conversations and we see the small power like dynamics that happen in like settings (laughs) in corporate settings and like small settings and like familiar settings that you know women and femme people and non-binary people like we see it like we see how insidious toxic male <laughs> energy is and like how bad white supremacy is but like to go back on the type of femi- feminism that we were talking about it's just like let me in the door but we're still mm-hmm. reaching for white supremacy and it's like that's not really what we want I don't that's not what people want people want to live in peace without fear of getting murdered because a man decides that he can do it and they can get away with it like mm-hmm. and if it it misses the mark. <laughs> like I yeah. think maybe like if I'm being generous, Teeny wanted to talk about those things and like No. Like I I fully believe that she did want to talk about them, but I think that like either she's not a very subtle writer, which could be absolutely true. Some people just aren't. Yeah. You know, or she doesn't think much of her audience. <laughs> I know it's not a joke, but it's so funny. It's true, though, because like, yeah, those are the two options, <laughs> you know, that uh, like it wasn't handled subtly in the first story at all. And it wasn't really handled subtly in the second story. But the second story wasn't about rah-rah girl power. The second story was more like setting up the next story that's going to happen in like the run. Yeah. You know, and so like, I think that because it was meant to be filler, she didn't feel like she had to say anything important in there. So it, it translated better. But yeah, it, it's like in the first story, we are told that they don't think much of women, right? And that is a conversation that is interesting. That is a theme that is interesting to explore, but we're never shown it. You know, we are told that like the um Aiko, uh, the Japanese uh, mob boss leader, mm-hmm. right? Like we're told that the way that they treat her is because she's a woman, but like, I we don't see it we don't see it it. and I would argue that that, like it was such a waste because we could have talked about intersectionality there because like I would because like it's three it's three white men Roman Sionis who is also a white man but he wears a black skull mask and you know and then this Japanese woman who is there who is both othered because she is both a woman and she's Japanese and she's queer yeah and there's no exploration of like mm-hmm. those things and it it's just a failed opportunity and it is like like it's what you're saying like it's a lot of telling but we don't mm-hmm. because it's a comic book you don't have to tell us everything like we can deduce <laughs> because yeah. there's visual media there you know there's um, visual media and you're not writing in a void like I think this was part of what this was is that it kind of did feel like like Teeny Howard was trying to talk about something, but she was talking about it as though the audience had never, like it never occurred to them. Right. Like it's not 2021. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> like, there's, there is visual shorthand that I can look at and understand like, oh, this is someone who doesn't respect women or, oh, this is someone who is violent. Like I'm not a moron. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and I think that is, I think you hit on it like very well, where it's just like, well, reading it, like it doesn't feel right, but it's because you're getting treated like you don't understand anything. Like I I can't remember which which one we read, but they kept like referring back to other issues. Like, oh, look at this issue. Look at this issue. Look at this issue. And it's like, you're this mm-hmm. is too much of the, the writer. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm right. reading it for Catwoman. Secret Society supervillains. It was that one, right? I thought so. Yeah. Like, Secret Society. That one lives yes. right free in my head. Like, I just think about it sometimes. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. <laughs> Take a pause from reading our book to read better books. <laughs> Crazier ones. To read uh, the main story. Sorry that you fell on this one. Mm-hmm. You're on the bargain bin. <laughs> uh, it was just so excited. I was so excited to read it because we had talked about it. And Tini Howard does get a lot of criticism. If you look her up, you'll see it. Uh, we don't really necessarily have to hash it out. So I was like really on her side. I'm like, okay. Yeah. A lot of the criticism she gets is probably she's a woman. Yeah. But- there's definitely criticism that is absolutely valid that's going out, yeah. I'm sure. Just now that I've read it, right? But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, it's it's probably good. Like, it's probably good. Like, and it's not that good <laughs> at the end of the day. It is pretty, though. Oh, it's a beautiful that. book. It's gorgeous. I, the lighting, the colors. Jordi Belair and Veronica Gandini, Gandini as colorists do a phenomenal job. Uh Nico Leone and Bengal, absolutely beautiful line work, absolutely beautiful compositions. It is truly gorgeous. Look, I don't think she in the real world would be flipping around like this, but the way they contort her body to flip, I'm like, Jesus, she's the size of the the building, but it looks gorgeous. (laughs) This cat, this intergalactic cat, love it. (laughs) I want it. (laughs) I love love it. We just hand wave it away by being like, it's very rare. It just has stars on its buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Swarovski crystals all over. <laughs> it's been bred to develop the Swarovski gene. It's actually a rock formation. It's not a cat. It's an alien. <laughs> Which is yeah. so, it, it's, it's gorgeous. It's fine. Like if you read it, it's not, nothing mm-hmm. is going to change. Like you're not learning anything new. If you're not like 16, <laughs> you're not learning anything new. Even that is a stretch because the internet, like there's so much information. Dude, now. like, <laughs> man, kids these days, they are on the level, I swear. Mm-hmm. I was they know not so that much. socially aware. Like, Oh, absolutely not. I was a fucking moron, dude. My <laughs> high school English teacher was like, you guys are not like mad about anything. <laughs> I was like, right. What? And then, um, yeah, he was right. <laughs> <laughs> looking at gen z and like, shout out to y'all who out here you out here change the world mm-hmm. also i would like to have S- selena kyle's black trench coat fit with the puffy sleeves everything she wore was gorgeous it was she was a runway model and like i don't put it past her she was hot i did appreciate because i was like i think this is like a logistical thing in this outfit she has like free armpits <laughs> mm-hmm. And I liked it because I was like, okay, I guess like, yeah, because you need to yeah. move. You can't move with if it's connected. Also, airflow. <laughs> oh. Because <laughs> latex? That's not cool. Oh, no. Leather? No, even not. worse. So. None, of the, none of it is, listen, vinyl, whatever fabric she is putting on her body, no. it, it, you cannot be that shiny and also porous. You have 
swamp ass 100 percent of the time <laughs> there's no avoiding it <laughs> oh my god i mean you know her and batman do have a reputation for just wherever so maybe that's how they air out oh ew <laughs> it's so funky did you i don't know if you ever watched outlander but uh, part of it is like, ugh, outlander it this reminded me of outlander like the writing in outlander but oh because i was just like this is dumb like i was watching it and i was like re- i was like excited i was like oh is this gonna be like <laughs> steamy fun like let's yeah do it. and i think i got like two seasons in maybe three and that was really bizarre too because the, the main person and it might get better i didn't give it a chance anymore i two to three seasons was enough for me but the main character the lady she mm-hmm. cannot understand anything like <laughs> she's like these people are savages <laughs> it's like oh, it's just their culture <laughs> I'm like what is wrong with you she's like 150 years in the past it's not that far removed I was just like girl this is not the whitest shit I've seen but also <laughs> y'all fuck too much for for the amount of stinky that you are I need y'all to shower more <laughs> it's not that they're doing it too much I just need there's need it's so funky you can't be doing all that stuff and then just like it, you're gonna be smelling that's all I gotta say. Selena, same. Batman, right. same. Y'all cooking Ugh. under those seats. Right. Under those suits, excuse me. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Random so, thoughts. <laughs> you're fine. You're good. So in terms of like the timeline, this takes place uh after the big bat cat wedding falls apart. Oh um, yeah, it's it's I love them because neither of them will force the other to change. Yeah. But at the same time, they both have deep problems. They need to change. It. They need to grow. Yeah, <laughs> to but like I, I, I love them so much. Like they're they're probably one of my ships, and it's purely because like neither one is going to ever force the other to act normal. Yeah, and I think right. that's like that's kind of a lot of the tension when it comes to superhero relationships. It was like, how do you balance the super with the banal? Yeah, and neither of them are banal people. <laughs> and I love that. I love that they can support each other even when they're awful. Yeah, that is love. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, but at the end of the day, they are they're always gonna fall apart because they're no. two very independent people. It's not sustainable. They're always gonna be a situationship yeah. and that's okay for them. Yeah. I th- okay. I just think I just think they should agree that they've got like an open situationship. And that's fine. And that works for them. Yeah. Yeah. Who am I to judge? Right. Oh my (laughs) gosh. Okay. I, I don't know what this was, but like my dad was telling me about like, um, some Batman storyline that was happening recently. Like he calls Selena for help and she's in bed with like her next lover. Right. And she's super awkward about it. And Batman's like, why we're on a break. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love I love Batman. That Batman is ride or die for her. He is. I do appreciate the the level of like he like he knows, you know, like he knows, she knows. We all Mm -hmm. know we're not lying to ourselves or the audience. Like, yeah, no, they're they have deep problems, but they seem to accept each other for it. They're just not gonna be together like that. (laughs) They're gonna just have to figure it out. Yeah, they'll come together and it'll be hot and romantic, and then one of them will skip town. Yes. And then in like six months, it'll happen again. Yep. <laughs> when they get a new writer on, they're going to put another one. <laughs> right. Know. A weekend in Gotham. <laughs> but 
but yeah, so like um we had Selena taking over. I I don't know what Alleytown is. I think it's a suburb. I did not do research because I made poor decisions this week. I support your poor decisions <laughs> as long as it doesn't highly affect your health. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Alleytown's just like a made up area where <laughs> that she <Yeah>. controls. <laughs> Yeah. So like she has her own area. Um, I think like this Catwoman one really run really leans into like that. I don't like saying anti-hero because I feel like we use anti-hero for the violent ones and she's not really violent. Okay. But like she, it, it really leans into like this, you know, she's a Gotham, she's a Gotham girl. She's taken up the role of like a vigilante. Like she cares very deeply about like her area and certain things like people that tend to get overlooked. Mm-hmm. You know, and it very much like leans hard into that. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I felt very like on the fence about it because she kept talking about cops. And I'm like, in what world is Selena Kyle calling the cops on anybody? Right. It's like, pick a side, bro. Like, are you with it or are you not with it? I don't understand. Because like, uh, you can care about like keeping people safe and care about like the general well-being of your neighborhood without being a narc. It happens all the time go to a hood neighborhood it happens all the time <laughs> yeah it's okay it's okay to not always involve law enforcement um yeah it's what i'm saying that's very white woman yeah <laughs> like, let me report on this like you don't even know what's going on the fuck <laughs> talk like, to people it, it was so dumb and then like there are certain things that i liked like there's kind of a will they won't they that gets introduced uh named valmont oh yeah which you know he's interesting i don't know i was like who are you i (laughs) I was like what is this i think like he's meant to be like a potential love interest but because teeny howard kind of you know in that 2012 feminism way like leans very hard into like men suck yes it is very um men are trash but which i do say because like if you're not you know but yeah it was very of of its like the 2010s to like i say like 2014 2015 Mm -hmm. was so vitriolic on the fucking internet when it came to like feminism yeah and like a particular type of feminism and then like every of course people group everybody together so there's not Mm -hmm. like a nuanced conversation happening it's just like fuck feminist Mm. (laughs) it's like a lot it was just a lot going on but it just uh falls short like I can't like reading it I was like okay girl mm-hmm. but really like how much is this affecting you because you're out here breaking the rules doing all this shit you're hot mm-hmm. you're white you have access to wealth like I don't know if I believe you to take up the people's power the people's like cause and you don't talk to people you can do you can be all those things but have a conversation with the sex workers I like I think that this is where, like, the other, what, 38 issues of Catwoman might come into play. Because, like, they do establish that, like, Alleytown is her neighborhood and she is very invested in that community. Yes. And this version of Catwoman, I believe, like, yes, now she's got, like, money and power and she's, you know, goddamn Catwoman. Yeah. But, like, her, like, she started off as, like, one of the street kids and then for a time she i believe this version of catwoman was a sex worker yeah you know and then she worked her way up okay okay that's good to know 
Yeah. So like this is a Catwoman that comes from like this background. Okay. I just think that like because of where we started, we don't necessarily get to see it. Yeah. For sure. That's good. Yeah. That does change things then. Mm Because if it's just like a random, (laughs) like a random situation. Yes. But if she's like, you know, coming from that community and like understanding the community needs and yeah. It is just like maybe her dialogue. Like, I don't know if I can even find a fucking example. She's like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> that's what she sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. I think Teeny Howard kind of flattens it down to like men are the problem. And it's like, I mean, there's, there's nuance there. Yeah. You know, like you can tell a story about toxic masculinity without just flattening it to like, oh, men are trash. I, yeah. Like this, she's, so we start and they're at at the strip club and she's dancing, but they don't recognize that it's her. Mm-hmm. And her internal monologue is like, I give it all my all. They don't even look up. If there wasn't a girl up here dancing for them and nine more waiting on the wings, they'd throw a fit and have this place burned down, which is fine, I guess. Like it's establishing mm-hmm. stuff, but it's also like, maybe because I worked in the service industry, <laughs> like I'm like, yeah, people ignore you all the time until they mm-hmm. need you or there's a problem like there are such little things that could have been added to communicate exactly what she's saying like there could have been a moment where like one of them like snaps their fingers to get a server or you know like there's there's little things that people do that would have that are very dehumanizing Mm -hmm. that could yeah like actions versus and like some of it i'm just like i guess some guys do talk like that but like who says this now gentlemen if we can have a drink and not be distracted by the f- the flesh on display let's begin why would you go to a strip club right you know like that's just dialogue wise it was like a weird choice for me personally <laughs> i was just like bro yeah it doesn't have to be written that way it could just be like all right, all right like pay attention mm-hmm. i know they're pretty but like we're here to do business mm-hmm which is more, I don't know, it just seemed forced, I guess. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Wait, wait. <laughs> but it's what you were saying, or like, I know what this is. We're not dumb. Your audience isn't dumb. And most, I don't know, I don't know what the demographic is that reads Catwoman, but. I'm pretty sure it's pretty high, heavily female. Yeah. So, so we probably yeah. experienced a lot of this. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I have, um, I have a story that I tell about like, uh, I was like, I was an adult, but I was still like, I think a teenager, like I was like 1920 and my parents dropped me off to run in and grab something from the store. And so like, they just dropped me off and my dad's going to go park. Right. Yeah. Well, I hop out of the car. Um, a man gives me like the look and then starts like following me. And my mom sees this and she jumps out of the car while it's still moving to be like, Oh, I'll walk with you. You know? And then when we get back, my dad was like, why'd you do that? Because, right. like, he didn't see. Because, you know, it's not part of his paradigm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not funny. But I, all you do is, like, wow, I hate. You have to laugh at it. You have to take it with humor. Because otherwise, it's terrifying. Yeah. I was, like, around the same age, like, 18, 19. And I went to a Burger King. And I was wearing, like, a dress. Mm-hmm. And I just, like, remember, like, the guy just staring at my boobs. And just, like, bro, like, what? Like, are you really doing that right now? And it was because I was by myself. Like. I think my family had went and sat down or the person, I think it was like my brother, he had gone and sat down and mm-hmm. my dad had left. And like the second my dad left, the guy's behavior changed, you know? Yeah. And it's like those things are the things that you remember. Like that was like 
10 years ago for me and i still remember that like some guy checking out my boobs like i'm just trying to order a fucking chicken sandwich bro like i'm not trying to get all of that i just thought i looked nice today yeah like i just happen to have cleavage you piece of shit <laughs> take my fucking order and leave me alone because what is the end game like there is none unless it leads to violence right like you don't have a chance with me <laughs> you don't right. like you're a grown-ass man and i'm young and you're at work like what the fuck is the point of this there's so many avenues to see what you like on the internet without consequence mm-hmm. like you just do that or like without like putting feel making someone feel little or powerless or like they made the wrong choice for getting out of a car to go to a store like ordering a sandwich by yourself or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um and I do think that's why this feels so forced or just like I don't like that it's a reality but I would say like 100% of people of women or femme Mm -hmm. folks have experienced some type of like visual harassment (laughs) but yeah. yeah it's just like I think like we don't it doesn't need to be cartoonish in order to be in order to be communicated. And then if you're going to have the the main characters inner monologue focus so heavily on it, you should back it up with what you should back it up with things that you can see. Yeah. Yes. You know, like I like like at no point do we really see how these men actually treat the women in their lives. Like we're telling a story about how little they think of women in general, even the women that they care about. But we never see it because there's no interactions between them. Like, I think there is um, there are like a handful of panels where like the the Italian mafiazo is like at dinner with his wife, but she's just there. She doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything to her. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just there to fill the table. Yeah, because we've talked about her, but we don't need to know about her. Yeah. And it's like, well, we we know from Catwoman that he doesn't like pay attention to her, but it's like we don't. It, it, she doesn't get treated as a character in that scene by like the artist or the writer and like that would have been such a great time to see like him talking over her or like him turning his back to her or like there would have been ways to communicate the point that like you know she's just an accessory to him and that's why like Catwoman can use you know her as a way to get to the mob boss but mm-hmm. we don't see that there's also, and I'm sure you remember because we've talked about it and anybody who's on the internet, anyone <laughs> who's on Tumblr, mm-hmm. um, there was like this whole thing where it's just like, well, what if it's like your wife, like when talking about like abuse yeah. um, or victims and it's like, well, you're, you're like, if that would happen to your sister or your wife or your cousin or whatever. And then like, it had a, like, there had to be like active, like narrative change where it's like, it doesn't matter if they're a wife or a mother or a sister like they're people yeah we like can't, it's... like just give them jobs or assignments mm-hmm. and that's what makes them important no like these people on their own are people and the the whole thing like we haven't really I guess talked about it but like Selena Catwoman is always like I I'm sure they're shocked that I know where they're at like I'm sure they're shocked that like I'm such a good detective and I know how to find them but they always like I just go to the people they always ignore which is like their women their wives their daughters mm-hmm. and it's just like it, you why are we writing about it like this yeah like it's 
they're trying to make like I think Teeny Howard is trying to make a point about like objectification, mm-hmm. but the way that she's choosing to do it is it's very much like Selena objectifying these people. Exactly, it's exactly what it feels like. Like there's a panel uh, where they kind of not a panel, a page full of panels that is showing her like she goes to like the spa or she goes to the the nail shop yeah. or whatever. Where, like, oh my god, it's all the same place. Yeah, it's all, all, apparently like, all these people hang out with each other. Yeah, it's the equinox. Like the sixty-year-old <laughs> woman is hanging out with like these two, with like these two twenty-year-olds and this thirty-year-old. And she goes to the same like spa club, health club thing, and that's how mm-hmm. she like makes these friendships. But we don't even see her make friendships, even in no, one of them. She's just listening to them. Yeah, she like they have their own friends that they're talking to. Yeah, she's just being a weirdo and eavesdropping. <laughs> Her like good detective is just eavesdropping. Mm. <laughs> it's just me at Target when I hear some crazy <laughs> shit going on. I'm like, damn, these people are fighting at the Target. <laughs> like, That's all it is. But she, she's a great uh, detective, Elena. She's a great she, detective. She's amazing. She even like objectifies. I guess I would consider objectifying drag dragos dragos. Ambascus wife Eula mm-hmm. has no kids. Julia, uh, yeah. Yeah, she says obviously she's so young. I wouldn't date her, girl. <laughs> what you're doing yeah. the same thing? Yeah, the same thing that the guys are doing. Like you're doing I... the same thing. Why are you even talking about that? Mm-hmm. Why was that? Why is that your thought? Like, what do I need to know about that? You know, the first one is the worst one. I think it gets better after like the first issue. Like the second one, it's still pretty in your face. And then three is not so bad. Four is okay. But five and six are the best ones. In my yeah, opinion. five and six are great. <laughs> so like, it's just that the, the basic storyline is there's the four families. So the four big mob factions. But haha, it's secretly five because Black Mask is also there. And <sighs> she's such a good detective. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like. I like the point of it is Selena is trying to establish herself as like the head bitch in charge to like the criminal element of Gotham. Yes. Like basically she's trying to establish like why they should want to stay on her good side. But because like she wasn't expecting Roman Sionis and Roman Sionis is a cartoonishly evil human being. (laughs) yes <laughs> like it's so weird to me that like they try to paint it as misogyny and it could be misogyny it could absolutely be rooted in like misogyny and toxic masculinity and all those things but we don't ever see him being hateful like the way that we're supposed to understand that he was hateful is him killing like the him killing uh oh god she had a name Trixie. didn't she Trix- trixie no not trixie's where they live christy Christy, thank you. I was like, like there's an is eye. him killing Christy? <laughs> and I'm like, I would argue, like, he kills Christy because, like, A, he can. Like, it is absolutely a power dynamic that is fair yeah. to point out. But also, B, it is specifically because, like, like, yes, it did have something to do with the fact that she was a woman. But if she was, like, a waiter that had smashed a baseball bat, like, on him, like, he, the waiter would still be dead. Like, yeah. You know, like like it was, we didn't see the work of establishing like the complete disregard for like women because they're women. We didn't really do the work of like establishing because like, again, like it's not like Black Masks teach treats his male employees better. Like, no, like he calls a piece of like, shit. cannon fodder and he Bruh. can just be a piece of shit. Like, yeah, we don't have to talk about like the, the feminism in that one. Like you can have it there because it's always there. 
Anna. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly. It's like, we're like, I'm not a feminist. I'm like, okay, but like mm-hmm. you are by yeah. the way you live your life. You are. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you don't have to paint by number this. You really don't. No. Not in the year 2021. You do not have to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, everything kind of ties back to that. And it's exhausting because like we know it's we know that feminism not feminism we know that misogyny is a thing we know mm-hmm. clearly we know we read comic books <laughs> it's been a thing in comic books since comic books have existed <laughs> right so we can't like i think what you honestly is what you're like we're not stupid like we're not this is not our first comic book reading assume that it's not everyone's first reading if they're picking mm-hmm. up com- if they're picking up Wonder Woman, I don't necessarily think they're picking up this issue first. Maybe because yeah. it was published and like if you're a kid, I mean, it was the but... beginning of like a new story arc and a new writer, and it was like a good jumping on point. Okay. Oh, but, so yeah, maybe, but like I I do understand that like you know in issue thirty nine it is Teeny Howard like establishing her Catwoman, but at the same time like it's so ham fisted that it makes it difficult to like yeah and then there's a scene in this first issue we're still technically on the first we're, we're just talking about it anyway but like in the first yeah. issue there's a panel where basically like they're at this the dinner she infiltrates it they start fighting mm-hmm. um the two strippers like they kind of get involved and they they fight back they kick black mask and um one of the girls is like we don't need anyone to save us and Catwoman's like, I absolutely agree with you in a feminist way, but in this moment, you're being shot out. You're going to sit there and tell me that someone who's getting shot at is going to say that shit to me? Girl, if you I was so confused by that. You, that's such a weird place to put that. Because this like, could have been a great conversation, mm-hmm. but not in this setting. That just makes this character look stupid. Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no. 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 Yeah. It's very frustrating. And then, like, the fact that, like, the comic book takes no time to consider sort of the logistics of what just happened. Because it isn't like like Christy hit just some random creep. You know, this wasn't just a day at work and then he was just a rando. He's Roman Sionis. He's the black mask. He's literally wearing his skull cap situation. Like... <laughs> it's a little, yeah. <laughs> he is one of, like... This was a specific meeting between like the five big crime powers in Gotham, right? Like there are that there's politics in play with that. And like that is something that every single character would be aware of. Like you don't, you know, it, it's one thing if she'd had no clue who this person was. But right. it is a completely separate thing when like you know that like this is a person that kills people for like just in general. Like we established that Black Mask has that like reputation. Yeah, it was. And then she just what goes home. What the fuck? People don't know who she is. What the fuck was that? She literally Selena. I honestly kind of held her responsible. I was like, why would you let them go? Like, why would Mm -hmm. you let them go? Find a safe house and stay with them at least, or like help them get out. Because all she does, yeah, or drop them off with somebody because they established that Catwoman knows like every single vigilante in Gotham. She could have left him with Harley. Like she could have left them with uh, Harley. The could left him with Onyx. Could have left them with like with Poison. Uh, Poison Ivy is not in Gotham at this time. Oh, okay, never mind. So in, in this place out. in the yeah, so not Poison Ivy, but like she could have left him with like uh the the Birds of Prey. Yes, 
any like you know so i understand why she doesn't want to bring any of the bats into it that's fine but there's so many people in gotham there are so many options there are so many options but she just like gets them all she says is like uh change your change your dancer names and bleach your hair these guys can be merciless yeah girl if you don't tell them to get out of town go leave because you definitely just just, kicked a a fucking criminal in the face who has like octopus octopus tentacle reach <laughs> with like the, <laughs> the, and like the thing is randa like if you run in those circles you're gonna mm-hmm. keep finding those people like you're the world is really small you're gonna run into people so i was like yeah. that is so irresponsible selena no so like when the girl gets killed i'm like what the fuck did you think was gonna happen why did she, like they they she just puts them in an uber and then they go home because like what else the fuck are you supposed to do like they don't get out of town she doesn't put them in a safe house it's not like it's not like anyone had to do any work to find them because, like, that was their place of business. So crazy. Like, in the Batman movie, the one with our pets. <laughs> yeah. I think that does a good job of establishing, like, because Catwoman does go to, like, the little the warehouse where they party, but everybody knows who's going. Like, mm-hmm. the employees know that those are scary people and yeah. they know the expectation of things. Like, you're going to sit there and tell me that these girls didn't? Or these women did it like come on <laughs> that's all right? i'm saying like do you know strippers like i don't think you've ever met somebody basing it on this at all like mm-hmm. just basing it on this do some research but that's what it felt like to me maybe she does who knows yeah. maybe teeny does if i'm right. wrong i'm wrong and i'll accept that you know like that's fine it's just not handled it's not written particularly well no so like that's the entire first thing is we're establishing that black that like black mass is going to have a specific like vendetta against Catwoman and that she's going to be in conflict with these four families, right? And so then yes. we move on to the second one where Selena discovers the murdered Christie. It's Trixie. And- oh wait, no, the Trixie's the place. You're right. Trixie's it's Christie. The- <laughs> You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're. I'm wrong. <laughs> You're fine. You're good. It's confusing because again, like you know it's a character that gets fridged and we don't really spend time with her as a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like that's when Catwoman decides like, Oh shit, this didn't go how I wanted it to go. Yeah. You know, and then in the background, um, she's got Valmont who he's like a gentleman thief. Yeah. Sexy I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very confused. Like he's with the mask. He's just there to be there. Yeah, I think he's just another, like, plot point. But again, you wouldn't mm-hmm. need him. I don't know what his involvement is moving forward. Maybe, like... Uh, I think Teeny just wanted to introduce her character. Yeah. You know? And then, like, yeah. he gets used later. Yes, that's what it feels like, very much. But, you know, like, do one thing right, and yeah. then you can add things. But... Yeah. Like, uh, the I've amount of written... love that is showered on this character for, like, no reason. Yes. So we establish all that's going on. She finds the body. We also, as that's kind of happening, there's, we establish that Dario Tomasi is like the son. Of, yeah, the son of the uh, Italian. Yeah. Don Federico uh, Mafiazzo. Tomasi. <laughs> and um, the Don Federico uh, Tomasi uh, took over for the Falcons. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know. That. Yeah, so we established that and then Catwoman, because she's so good. She's such a good detective. She is so good at getting the hot gas. She knows that Don Federico is going to get rid of the son. Like, he doesn't want the son to take over the helm. He wants, yeah. like, his son's best friend to take over it. Because he, yeah. he thinks it's a better fit. They don't really establish 
Yeah. No, I mean, exactly they, okay. Why? So what they establish is that like the son is very progressive and that clashes with like his traditionalist views. <laughs> so he's not just progressive because he's gay. He's also happens to be yes. gay, but yes. um, he, he, like they establish that he's progressive because he talks about like how he wants to change things and like they heavily imply that like he wants to change like the sexism <laughs> and stuff. And like he's very tech savvy. Like it, it's a clashing of like the um, words generations. generations. Yeah. Yeah. It's a clashing of the generations. And so like the Don ones, Noah, who is a kiss ass. Yeah, um, a brown noser. Yeah, like he wants Noah to take over because Noah's a lot more in line with sort of like the traditional Godfather's mafiazo. <laughs> Just the, the finger. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Spaghetti hands. Jeff <laughs> <Get> Hans. <laughs> yeah, basically. One is more, it's like you have like the theater kid and the sports kid. Yeah. And Don, the Don wants the sports kid, but his actual kid is a theater kid. So he's like, uh, I don't think I'm going to pick yeah. you. <laughs> the Hank Hill and Bobby. Oh, damn it, Bobby. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love King of the Hill. I saw someone got a tattoo on the internet and it was like Sailor Moon, but it was yeah. Bobby Hill. It was just Bobby Hill in the Sailor Moon costume and it tickled me. It was so funny. He would rock it. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> he would do the song. Uh, he would... <laughs> <laughs> it's in all the like choreography all the choreography it'd be so good oh my god connie is tuxedo mask <sighs> i want it to happen now i want it to happen somebody somebody create that who knows how, to do, how to do animation yeah. <laughs> if you do if you do art and uh you listen to the show please send it to us at the sidekicks at gmail.com i repeat the sidekicks capital t-h-e capital s-e-i-d capital k-i-c-k-s at gmail.com I will absolutely post it on the Instagram. <laughs> absolutely, without a doubt, put that on the Instagram. Please do it. So another thing, something gets revealed. Da, 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 because again, Catwoman gets all the hot goss because yeah. she stalks people because she's a cat. Makes sense. She finds out that he is gay, that the son is gay. Mm-hmm. And Noah is also gay and they're into each other. They love us. And... Uh, you know that's there. Yeah, we don't. Really... It gets it gets implied that like I the way I, I interpreted it is it imply it gets implied that like Noah is using Dario. Yeah, but like yeah. you know he's using his masculine wiles in order to secure his place when he takes over to backstab him. Yeah, yeah. So that and then we get the mm-hmm. what is his name? Valmont. Valmont. Yeah. Oh, okay. Guy in uh, white. Yeah. That gives her a cat. Yeah. <laughs> the galaxy cat. Love that cat. Uh, she gets shot at a certain point. Yeah. Okay. So like what she's trying to do is like ostensibly she's seeking revenge on Christy's sake. Yes. Right. And so she knows that um, that Christy worked in a club that that was owned by the Don. Right. And so the Don had to okay her getting 86th. Mm-hmm. And so she's trying to figure out like who exactly like which of Black Mask's men did it. You know, I I don't know. It's do we with, ever find out? It doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't end up mattering. Like it's yeah. I don't know quite exactly what why she's trying to figure it out because she understands that like it doesn't really matter who physically did the deed. It was like Black Mask. 
True, true. You know, and like that's who she's like trying to basically assert dominance over, right? But it's again, like I think trying to draw her as like a vigilante in the same way that like Batman's a vigilante, and I feel like that's a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind yeah. of like she's trying to fill his footsteps because like she does they say and throughout mm-hmm. the run that like Batman is on vacation. He's on a vacation, he's just not in Gotham right now. Yeah uh and she's kind of filling in but she's not because she's only doing alley town yeah it's like she took her piece of gotham you know and it's like they're they're both dealing with the aftermath of the breakup because it wasn't really anyone's fault Mm -hmm. you know and so like they're all just trying to put their put themselves back together again but like batman is currently out of town and she is in town and so like they're trying to make her Rather rather than just have her be whatever the fuck she is on her own terms, they're trying to say she's a vigilante. And because she's a vigilante, obviously she's got to solve crime and, like, put the hurt on people. But, but she says multiple times that, like, hurting people isn't her style. She's not physical like that. Yeah. So, like, there's no point in her tracking down who specifically did it because she's not going to do anything to them. Or I guess like she does want to make a point like that is some I guess female aggression getting at coming out mm-hmm. but like I don't know it's it was very confusing to me but anyway you know she gets a bunch of Roman Sionis's men drunk off their asses and then she slashes them with her claws which I still like yes, yes. <laughs> I like that she wears claws I feel like I don't know I it's cool I, I, I think I just like the bitch slap that hurts yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> I appreciate that. I think she also has like brass knuckles, which is cool. Yeah. Too. Yeah. The whip, she's very good with this whip. I'll tell y'all. She is slicing and dicing. Ooh. Not slicing and dicing, but she is like definitely like controlling a lot of people. Pretty hot. <laughs> yeah. She's great. So, but Noah, because this is when she kind of, I don't actually know what happens, but like <laughs> Noah and his men get the drop on her and then he shoots her with rock salt. What a weird thing. I just don't understand the choices because I think, and I could be wrong. What I understood is that she just went to like the museum to not necessarily steal the diamond, but to know that she could steal the diamond and like maybe in the future she'll steal the diamond. And then that's how, yeah, that's how this like sexy sealer also comes in. And so he's Mm kind of there. Yeah. And he's like, we could be social justice thieves. (laughs) Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, that's great. I'm yeah, I'm not opposed. And so she gets shot. We have like a flashback. Batman's there. Flashback ends, I think. It's her looking at all of her exes because like Iko is also there. And I don't know who the third guy is, but it's they're all like famous exes of hers. That's I so assume funny. in this run. And they're basically talking about like it's her thinking about how she's incapable of like being in a committed relationship. Yeah, they all say in unison, you're heartless. <laughs> Which was extra funny because she canonically has had heart open heart surgery. <laughs> I appreciate it. I do appreciate that. Yeah, because Hush, uh, during the Hush storyline, he rips out her heart. Yeah, yeah. Ah, <laughs> so. The sexy vigilante sealer guy helps her. He like heals her or whatever. It was rock salt, so I guess it wasn't deadly. It just hurt. Yeah, you just kind of I don't know picks it out of her wounds. Yeah, and then it ends. 
Yeah. And then it's revealed that like uh, the way that he handled the situation is he murderized the thugs. Oh, yeah, you're right. I and forgot. I, was like, I yeah, appreciated yeah. this so much because like it sets up what like in like a romance novel would be kind of like a sexy scene. And it's like, here's the thing with someone saying they would kill for you. It reminds you you're in the room with a killer. Yeah. She like shuts it down. Like it does not make you feel safe. Yes. Yeah. And that is a big, uh, that kind of turn, it like, I feel like this is kind of where we lose like the Christy story. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into the Belmont story. Cause yeah. then now like the bigger, I guess like the bigger conflict is like, he kind of still wants, like he still wants her attention. He's like, she's like, you're a murderer. And then like people are judging her. Like, why are you letting this murderer run around? Like what's wrong? <laughs> so we forget right. about, we forget about Christy. Mm-hmm. We do. We do forget about it for a while. This is when Onyx comes in. Uh, I know absolutely nothing about this character, but she's another vigilante in Gotham. She's trained by the League of Assassins. She is built like a brick big house. I did like her. <laughs> this is like, I mean, but I, I like, like the really too. like beefy, like swole. Yes, you have a type of like, it. Absolutely, yes. Barbarians all the time. Got. <laughs> she's not a barbarian, but in you the- got that like. I think you got a little bit of like that gender envy for yeah. like the big women. I want to be a swole mom. <laughs> it's okay. I'm getting there. Uh, no, but she's just badass, and she's also like mm-hmm. about it. Like, there's her attitude is also like, "Bro, you're wrong." <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you the ways you're wrong, which I'm here for. It's not a debate. It's not a Onyx debate. Adams is right <laughs> at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I would be very interested in reading more Onyx Adams. Yeah, I hope. You know, there's other stuff for mm-hmm. of her, but yeah, yeah, we start up. It's Dom Dom Tomasio, his study, because of course every person needs to have a study. Yeah, so it's um this is a, at this point is when uh Dario comes back and like Catwoman takes him under her wing. Yes, Cat, she, Catwoman, I guess Mama cats him. She does. She's like. He's getting fucked over by his like yeah. lover and his papa, and he's sweet, so mm-hmm. he's mine now. <laughs> yeah, and so like he's he's like wants to help take down like the four families because again, like he he wants to change how things in Gotham are run, and I can respect that. He kind of like he offers his expertise because it kind of sets up that like. He has a lot of places bugged for some reason. Because he's a tech guy. And his dad is a murderer. I mean, I guess. <laughs> maybe not I guess. A murderer, but like. I don't know. A they, torture. They, <laughs> they set him up. They set him up to be like Selena's baby oracle. Yes. I <laughs> would like to see more of them. I hope that that does continue in the run. Yeah. So this is where the Don really like kind of disowns him. Because mm-hmm. he's like, so like maybe we shouldn't have killed Christy. And he's like, well, I was doing that to keep Catwoman in line. He's like, yeah, and like that's not, that didn't work. And his, his papa cannot handle the criticism. And so he's like, <laughs> he's like, you're so soft. You're always, you're always talking about like treating people like they're humans. Ugh. Yeah. And it's very like, you're as weak as a girl. Like, la, mm-hmm. la, 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 la. And then he's, Dario's like, I got to go. Like, fuck yeah. this. And he's like, no, are you coming? And Noah stays because Noah sucks. Yeah. Noah was using him. <laughs> yes. To get that promotion. So. Yep. Yep. Sleeping his way to the top. Yes. 
very very gaslight gatekeep girl boss of him the whole run um <laughs> so but yeah so dario is now all in with selena uh he helps her sabotage one of the other mob bosses like criminal enterprises I don't know. It's very cliched because he's like supposed to be the the like Irish mob boss and he runs like a boxing ring. Yes. <laughs> That's I guess fine. <laughs> it was cliched. It was yeah. cliched. But he helps her sabotage them and basically like aligns himself formally with Catwoman and then sleeps on her couch. Yeah. Because he's like a baby. They're buddies. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, her apartment gets broken into by uh, the Yakuza. And the Yakuza wear neon costumes to look like demons. Because of course they do. Why would they not? Why would they not identify themselves culturally? Well, I mean, it's the same as the (laughs) Irish guy running the boxing gym. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a lot it's i visually it's beautiful it is but it is it also feels like ah like kind of like just this shade of like maybe a little too you know visual shorthand for people's like ethnic identities Mm, in 2021 that's why i was like this 2011 (laughs) i was like this gotta be 2011 nope was wrong and i i would i would like to make a point actually about um gotham's like I'm going to say Asian criminal element. Yes, please do. Uh, so when I was making my Gotham-based TTRPG, right, I was very curious about, like, the layout of Gotham City. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a major city. And, like, every major city has, like, you yeah. know, a Chinatown. Yes. Right? And I was like, why is nothing ever said in Chinatown? And so I looked it up. And canonically, uh, at least canonically at least up until like flashpoint batman did not patrol in chinatown he just left it alone (laughs) they had to do their own vigilantism right so like there's you know so gotham canonically has yakuza they have i believe um a chinese gang like they have like an asian criminal element like but batman does not deal with them yeah they've been around yeah They've been oh. around. And the thing is, is that like I was like part of the reason I learned this is because one of the very first like Tim Drake solo as Robin stories is him getting in a fight with like, I believe, like a Chinese street gang. Damn. <laughs> of course. Like, of course. It's it's very strange. And so uh there are, I believe, um the Monkey Prince, which is a current comic takes place it takes place in gotham in like gotham's like asia town okay and so like they're they're doing like i guess better now but the fact that like canonically (laughs) they said that batman doesn't patrol there uh is wild to me yeah that is i'm sitting with that right now (laughs) so i'm just like now i know good and damn well i have read about the organized crime mm-hmm. and he was sit there and tell me that this man never went there like where he just doesn't like he just chooses not to patrol there wow yeah feels not great yeah so, their uh, costumes are cool they are so i'm cool. on the panel where they're there they they do look cool but they are mm-hmm. it is... <laughs> but there's no point in them being there they're not there to no. do anything 
No, they're just there. Like I do they're not the there. Cat. Yes. The cat's Beautiful. There. Stellar just cat. Like someone's arms like meow. <laughs> yep. But no, they don't nothing really happens. They just go. Yeah, like they're just there to deliver a warning of like the the five families are gonna vote about whether or not to eliminate you, you know, and your ex is gonna upstate. <laughs> so you better get, get the, the vote. Patrol. Uh, when it comes uh, to the not that ex, different ex, different oh, okay. ex. Ico, Ico, the oh, the ja- sorry, you're the right, you're right. Japanese yes. mob boss ex. Yes, yes. I was still thinking about Batman. My bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're also that's why they're voting, which it was very. It gave me flashbacks to the Harley Quinn show, you know, where they're talking about like the only reason they're hesitating to kill her is they don't want Batman to get pissy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which. You know, on one level, I feel like that is a very, pra- that's a very pragmatic approach because mm-hmm. like every single time, like a Robin gets put out of commission, like he starts bringing the pain and their failed marriage was public. It was publicly Batman and Catwoman getting married. It was not Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle. Oh, you know, people be eating it up. If they got TikTok, it's like the whole, the mess oh, that's happening on TikTok It right broke now. the internet. Oh. I am sure it would have broke the internet. Everyone had a take. Oh my god. And then like the reels, the real the people that are saying like, oh my god, she left him at the altar versus like she catwoman can do what she wants. Walk away from that toxic masculinity. Slay queen. Yes. Like, and then, like, was it hashtag pussy queen girl boss? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want the fake reels to come out of that. Like, I want there to be a thread on TikTok. Oh, my God. Like, Entertainment Tonight, like, takes. But not Entertainment Tonight, just, like, creators, like, little creators. Yeah. Oh, they reviewed, that's the like, fan fiction. footage and all that shit. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is a fan That's fiction. the fan fiction. You should write it. Ah. I support <laughs> you. Okay. I have to have a six-day a six wait week, though. <laughs> a six-day wait to get registered. <laughs> I mean, it does it does wonderful things when it comes to actually like forcing you to write. Uh, <laughs> if you know that, like when it goes through, you have to publish whatever's there. You're right. I have to. Maybe that's my summer project. <laughs> Do it. All right. So <laughs> the next day, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> just... It's just her politicking. Yeah. Her trying to figure out like what she's going to do in order to like reestablish her dominance over the criminal element of Gotham. And so she talks about like whose vote she has. She's pretty sure she can get the Irish guy's vote because, you know, she's friends with a woman that could squash buildings between her thighs. So just Onyx. (laughs) Goals. Amazing. Onyx offers to punch people real good, which saves Sullivan's business. Mm-hmm. and then uh she's talking about like you know she can't necessarily count on her girlfriend and she's definitely not going to get the dawn or black mask and so she needs to like she needs leverage basically yeah and so uh she goes undercover to get his to get black masks date book which i thought was clever like that was a clever device mm-hmm. i i just the way that the the secretary is handled is a lot better than the way that like the wives, daughters, and girlfriends are handled. Yeah, because like I I feel like Teeny Howard had a lot more subtle of a thing to say there because like you know people don't think about how much the people who work for them hear hear and know. No. Yeah, they I knew so much about my boss <laughs> when I was like a receptionist. In essence, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> 
if people yeah. get bored they talk they tell you about their days they tell you what's up or you just overhear things too like yeah clearly. you overhear conversations and then like the secretary has like the extra advantage of like she's literally the one running his life like mm-hmm. the day-to-day stuff that like he's too he's too much of a big boss to think about like going to the doctor she's the one that handles that yeah he has an executive assistant mm-hmm. which yep. you know like that's not a that's not a criticism no i, I think would, it's just funny. i want someone <laughs> i will absolutely i am absolutely looking forward to the day when i can hire somebody to yeah. to make phone calls for me yes so i it's never good. have to do them again yes 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 more power to them yeah uh and then we see like catwoman handling valmont's Mm-hmm. you know it's again like we're setting up Val- like i i think valmont is like teeny howard's original character and i think she loves him and we're trying she's trying yeah. to show that love and i can respect that to like a yeah. certain degree yeah. i think it would have been this wasn't necessarily the story that needed to introduce him right yeah because he's kind of like because he's getting introduced it's kind of hard to like give him any weight like as a mm-hmm. reader because like everyone else is pretty much well established yeah because like it's the mob bosses like they have histories i don't think any of them are new i have no idea i or at least like we know i that think always the mob element. bosses might be i think the mob boss characters might be new but like okay. i don't think they're new new like i think they don't it's... function any different than they have like in the past mm-hmm. i would say yeah you and, know like um... you know they control gotham and they do what they want and they deal mm-hmm. with vigilantes yeah there's um i forget what it's called but there's a test for media where if you can replace like the if you can replace a female character with a lamp and nothing in the story changes it's like that's how unnecessary they are and i feel like you could replace valmont with a lamp and nothing would change yeah (laughs) yeah this is just not the story for him i think Mm -hmm. uh, or them because they haven't i don't think they but yeah i we I think we do use like male gendered terms by like the third book. By the third they one. They do right? they do make a nod that like because Catwoman doesn't know who this person is, like they could be anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I do think that's also kind of a nod to the fact that like their gender expression could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. But like I think by the time we get to the third book, like we're using like male terms. Yes. But basically we just see like Catwoman manhandling him, you know, just giving him a job so he feels included. Yeah. Give him, <laughs> make him feel special. <laughs> Give the right. lamp a job. <laughs> yes. You know, it's not really necessary. Yeah. But she goes in and this is the way that she reestablishes dominance over the Black Mask, who is not going to respect her because she's a woman no matter what she does. Right. Right. And what she does is she steals his mask yeah he steals his mask <laughs> and then she replaces it with a forgery and that's what Valmont's job was <laughs> and then she just taunts him about it because she's like oh it's such a good one but it's not the real deal is it <laughs> <laughs> and so he breaks he has this psychotic break because he has to get his mask back it's his little security blanket <laughs> yes you know, and so she's wearing it. So we can't shoot her because she's like, I dare you fire a gun at me. I will make sure that like the bullet has to pass through this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and then he goes on like a manhunt. And this is when we see like just how little he regards anybody, which really kind of, I think it does detract from the point that they're trying to make of like, uh, of he's just a misogynist. Cause like, he's, it's not like he is, I'm sure he is a misogynist, but like, it's, that doesn't have as much weight when he doesn't treat anybody well. 
Right. You know? Yes. Like, like it's, <laughs> it's not an ism if you hate everybody. <laughs> you're just an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> it kind of does yeah. take away from that. And again, yeah. we haven't talked about uh, Trixie at all. Christy. So, Christy, sorry. Trixie is the damn fucking apartment complex. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have a, yeah. a back and forth. Mm-hmm. And then she destroys it in the end and it mm-hmm. triggers a full psychotic breakdown with him. You know. His blankie is done. It is. It is. It happens. And we get kind of this moment where like we circle back, but like Christy didn't need to die. Christy honestly did not matter to the plot at all. Mm-hmm. So it was it was really like a wasted opportunity, I think. And then that's kind of the end of Dangerous Liaisons, the storyline. And then we get like the two fillers before the next one, which are just Harley and Selena on a oh, girl's trip. Fun. I enjoyed these. I would recommend these. Yes. <laughs> uh yeah so she takes a break mm-hmm. she <laughs> takes break. we've switched artists at this point i believe yes we've switched to bangle yeah and i did i appreciate their art too it's it's fun mm-hmm. it's very colorful yeah, yeah so harley and selena take a girl's trip and mm-hmm. they're just going out and then someone's following them in a red mm-hmm. car and they don't kind of they're like kind of they don't really notice for a while which i was like girl dude i would have been so aware there's like nobody it kind of looks like nobody's at this fucking gas station mm-hmm. and there's a red car and the car is so close to you that it hits you like you didn't notice. i am so aware of like people being close to me when i'm driving now yeah because i don't want to get rear-ended and people drive very aggressively mm-hmm. <laughs> on certain streets it seemed unrealistic but whatever it's a comic book <laughs> yeah so it, it is it is but like there it's they're being followed by somebody mysterious. We keep getting flashbacks to what's happening back in Gotham with like Black Mask has gone into seclusion while he puts the pieces of his psyche back together. Yeah. He's wearing like you a know. weird mask. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like Leatherface type level uh, of mask. Yes. Yeah, it's all zippery. Yeah. And, and so like he's, he and the Don, Don Tomasi are, they're still colluding and Don Tomasi is trying to get in with him, mm-hmm. trying to form an alliance. And so we like, he's basically like, well, what's going to help you get better? And Black Bass is just like, Catwoman's head. <laughs> and so it is yeah. set up that like they hired somebody to kill Catwoman while she's out of Gotham. And so the the two issue storyline wants us to think that it's the man in the red car who is following them. Yes. So... It's really like from their perspective, it's just her and Harley being friends and supporting each other because like they're both going through a breakup right now. Right. You know, we've got like Selena broke up with Batman. And then at this point in time, um, Harley and Poison Ivy are broken up, I believe. Mm. And so like, okay. you know, th- like that's why Poison Ivy isn't there. Uh, there was a big storyline that happened where I don't entirely know- understand it all because I-, I haven't read it yet. But mm-hmm. Poison Ivy basically makes like this big jump in power. She becomes like, I think like they refer to her as Queen Ivy. She like mind controls like the entire city. Cool. It's a whole thing. And then, uh, but it's like killing her. And so in order to save her and also save the day, like Harley and Batman and a bunch of other people work together and they like destroy the Queen Ivy personality, I think, or they separate it. 
And then Poison Ivy, like uh, uh, Pamela Isley is pissed because like she didn't want that. Right. And so she goes off and does her own thing. And there's that's where the Poison Ivy comic book comes in, which has been currently happening and is a lot of body horror. Oh, okay. She's like, she's like the last of us people, last of us in people. Like she's using like Ooh. mushroom spores to kill people. Whoa. Yeah. That is intense. <laughs> yeah, that's dark. All right. So she is absent on this girl's trip. Because yes. of all the reasons listed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, it's just two friends who are going through like a time right now and they're just trying to have some fun. And so like they go and Harley really wants to do roller derby. Yes. <laughs> it is pretty Harley. I'm not going to lie. When she said it, I was like, yeah, <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. And Selena's like, uh, yeah, like hot women and in booty shorts. I'm down. And she's like, no, we're going to participate. And she's like, okay, less down, but you're my friend. So I guess mm-hmm. I'll do it for you. As they're in the motel, though, so, like a creep kind of like goes in or like the man, it's, it's assumed it's the man that's following them, goes mm-hmm. in and like attacks uh, Selena. But Selena obviously whoops ass because she's trained. The guy gets away, though. Yeah. Then it's a roller derby thing and they're setting her up. They're like <laughs> they the team talks shit on Harley. She's like, you miss everything, but you're good <laughs> at this. So it's OK. <laughs> like we need yeah. a win. They're very, they're very over Harley. Like she's flaky. Yes. And they're wearing like Wonder Woman and Supergirl shirts and stuff. It's cute. One of them is dressed like Harley Quinn, like in her jester costume. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's a good time. I adored <laughs> it. I loved it because I'm like, oh my God, this is what roller derby. This is like, this would be a popular roller derby theme in like the world of DC comics. Yes. It absolutely, I could totally seeing a team like having this be their like go to, you know, like their actual mm-hmm. get ups for the, the the games. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, they set it up. They kind of teach her how to play. They're like, okay, like Twinkle Toes, that's cool, but can you take a hit? And she's like, yes. She's like, no, I, I can't. Can do the thing. You know why? <laughs> because you can't hit me. Shoot! 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 She dodges everybody. <laughs> she like shadow boxes her way through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she goes to the dressing room for whatever reason, and she. Mm-hmm. Uh, who comes out? Red Claw, and I was like so excited to see Red Claw. Right? I was like, oh my god, yes! And it's the cat and the claw, cat and yeah. claw. That's the next little issue. Because it turns out, just random hick man was not who was hired to take her out. No, it was just some creepy dude. Yeah, he's just some guy. Which, you know, it. The writing does get a little fumbly at the end, but I do kind of appreciate the point that was being made yeah. of like, they're vigilantes and villains and costumed weirdos. And they're so used to like everything being a conspiracy and everything being deliberate. The fact that it takes them so long to put together like, oh, oh no, he's just like a run of the mill creep. Yeah. Like, he's like just he's a, like a serial killer. killer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Serial killer. You're right. That's what I thought. Sorry. That's what I thought. I thought like, oh, this is like a trucker. Yes. He's, yes. Obviously he's not a trucker. He's in like a red Camaro, but yeah. You know, like that's that in my mind, like as someone who's consumed too much true crime content. <sighs> yeah. That's what you. that's what I put together. And also like I would say like the audience also probably thinks like, oh, this has to be tied to like the black mask or whatever, mm-hmm. but like the reveal that it's just like someone who wants to cause women harm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, you got me. <laughs> you got me. I didn't think it was just like an average guy. Yeah, but 
Bright Claw does show up because we do need some characters in this bitch. So mm-hmm. she comes in. She's, you know, big and beefy as well. They start fighting. She's hired, though. Yeah. She's the one that actually was hired. Yeah. she Like, this is the one. <laughs> Selena gets away. She goes to the Derby to tell uh, to tell um, Hardy, like, hey, <laughs> Uh, we got a problem. Like we gotta mm-hmm. go. Like we can't endanger all these like civilians. And Harley's like, we gotta get the points. They're not gonna let me be a team player anymore. Go, yeah, go, go. <laughs> oh my god, this bothered me so much. So Selena's giving Harley all the relevant information, and I understand that like Harley is in a moment right now and isn't listening. But then later when they fight about it, like after like the situation has ended, Harley's like, well, you didn't tell me. It's like, no, she fucking told you. <sighs> Like, like this, the way that their argument styles it is like, it's Selena's fault. And it's like, no, she did exactly what she was supposed to do. Like, this wasn't her being a bad friend. This wasn't her being uncommunicative. Like you were, you were not ready to listen and that's fine. I don't mind that being the scene, but it's the fact that like, nobody says that during their argument because like, it's supposed to paint it as like, this is Selena needs to work on herself. It's like, no, 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 this Selena handled the situation. How you're supposed to handle the situation. Yeah. Harley was being a brat mm-hmm. and did not listen <laughs> not take any accountability for that yeah so the the warehouse where they do the derbies gets burned down because red cloud did not come to play uh she came she came through with a flamethrower i was like how did they catch fire i went by like oh shit yeah. she has a fucking flamethrower she's <laughs> ready to go i i admire that yeah she was not there to play she's trying to get paid they steal her mm-hmm. bike <laughs> yep she's like my bike <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> because, because this creep in like the red Camaro is following them. Like red Claw sees him. It is like, fuck this bullshit. Like you're going to get me my bike back. Yeah. Like I didn't sign a waiver. I <laughs> my shit back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There's a high speed <laughs> chase. There's a crash, all that. The high speed chase were i really liked there's basically like two high-speed chases one is like the red car yeah the initial no the initial one kind of, well that's not high speed but there's like when they crash stuff i just really appreciate how this artist like drew the cars and the scenes and all that i just really yeah like i just want to give him a shout out and i was like wow this is amazing it was a, it yes. was a little fast and the furious i liked it yeah <laughs> so very action fun colors but yeah there's a high-speed chase they crash mm-hmm this is where you discover it's just some creepy guy who's been following them. Yeah, because Red Claw, who like her emotional range has been tested by this entire affair, is finally just snaps and is like, Why are you even here? Like, I am on this job. Why are you here? Who hired you? Who put you on this job? I'm better than you. And then uh, Selena, that's when it clicks for Selena. And she's like, He wasn't hired. He's just a weirdo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's like, Ugh, she's just a fucking serial killer. And then just so, like that look of disgust that goes between them. Yeah. I like where I call one. She's like, <laughs> oh, it's just like angry eyebrows. Like, why am I dealing with what is the circus? I got thrown in. Because then also Catwoman tells her like, yeah, like there's always men willing to do it for free, for fun. Mm-hmm. And then she, again, they tell us, yeah, like Black Mass hates women. Like, yeah, he hired you, but he'd pay a man more money to do it. You're the cheaper mm-hmm. option. And it pisses a uh, red claw off. She's like, ah, <laughs> like, because yeah. Yeah. The pay gap shouldn't exist. <laughs> right. I I do appreciate that. Like 
that's what flips her. That's what flips red the red claw. Yeah. It's just like I'm Sense. just it's been a, it's been a long day. It's My been a long day. Stolen. And you know what? Like I can't deal with the patriarchy on top of everything else. Fuck this job. Yeah. <laughs> but also pay me my money. <laughs> so they send the creepy guy, they send him to Black Mask wearing uh Selena's like cowl. And they How nobody it- noticed. They're idiots. <laughs> I was offended on Selena's behalf. She was like a petite, she was a petite frame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. So they send the guy, Black Mass is like, oh, I am the winner. Mm-hmm. And then revealed it's the guy. And the end is the three of them like cruising in the convertible. Yeah. Uh, driving back to Gotham because their vacation is over. Which that convertible held up. It did. That shit got hit in the back. <laughs> it must be an old car. Like whoever made that car, great job. <laughs> right. Who is this GMC? Does it Toyota? Who did this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's the end. And then we establish that we're setting up the next storyline. The bats are back in Gotham and Selena's going to probably deal with them because we see uh, we see Batman. We see uh, what looks like Cassandra Kane. I think that's supposed to be that might, that's either Stephanie Brown or Barbara Gordon. I think it's Stephanie Brown. It's I don't know. Oh, There's the not hair, color. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then uh, I think that's supposed to be Tim Drake. And I think that's supposed to be Nightwing. Mm hmm so <laughs> it's a beautiful cover it is all the covers for like the teeny howard ones mm-hmm. were all really pretty uh Ugh, just they're like i could have prints of those they're so gorgeous mm-hmm. but yeah i stopped reading at the red claw one did you read this one yeah no i stopped there too because like okay we're only, like reading, the ing- we're only yeah. reading like the the first volume so yeah okay i just so, make like, sure because howard's run i got confused <laughs> I yeah, really I just confused. that's like that's just that's where it ends. Like the very last page is them driving back into the city, and then we've got like all the all like the bat vigilantes watching her. The Gothamites. <laughs> yeah. So Miranda, would you recommend this? Uh, I don't think I would. Like it's not bad. It's not the worst. I just don't think it's terribly well written. You know, I am interested in reading more of this Batman run. I'm interested in reading like the first 38 issues or this Catwoman run and like reading like the first 38 issues and seeing like how the character is set up with like those other writers before Teeny Howard takes over. Yeah. You know, that's true because we don't know what she inherited. Mm -hmm. But like, I don't like, I think it's beautiful. I think this entire Catwoman run, like the artistic choices that they've made have been gorgeous. Because, like, it was, like, I think Joelle Jones was the person that started writing this Catwoman run. And then yes. uh, Ram V took over. And then now we're at Teeny Howard. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'm interested to see, like, how they handled the character. I don't think I would necessarily read this story, like, month to month with Teeny Howard. But the art is so goddamn pretty. Yeah. Same. All I can say. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think, I don't know if I would recommend it, like, in for literature you know but i would yeah. like if you like art and you like if you are drawn to comic books because you like the art choices mm-hmm. and and the panels and the colors and the scenery like definitely read it because they make some wonderful choices uh with just the way that they set things the just the design of it is very very beautiful yeah uh i have 
issues with some of the writing and like the way that they handled some of the situations I hope that Howard kind of grows as a writer because this is like her first comic well not it's not her first comic book no this is nowhere near her first no it's not but her 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 first like take at Catwoman right yeah um so like I'm hoping that she grows it maybe we read through some of the awkwardness that she's figuring out with the character right like because like this might be her going hard because this was her introductory storyline with the character right and maybe it'll be more subtle I know like personally I would recommend like the filler episodes like I would just like yeah read those because those are fun Mm -hmm. um so I'm hoping that the trajectory is in that way where it's less like in your face and tell you everything and like hashtag hashtag girl bossy you know so yeah I would give it a chance but I wouldn't like fully like recommend this as like a Catwoman run not really so I am willing to give it another chance like like future issues yeah yeah like like some of the other stuff where I'm like oh absolutely not I'm never reading yeah if I don't have to (laughs) exactly like it's like there's some stuff that we've read where it's been like you know this was written it exists you know, like it's, I think this one is a lot more like, I wasn't a big fan of the writing and I didn't particularly like, like the brand of feminism that was being pushed, mm-hmm. but you know, like it, there wasn't any, there weren't like, like there's things that happen in like the dark Knight returns that I read. And I was like, yeah, no, this is like a hard no for me. You know, like I can see that there's room to grow. Yeah. I think it's uh this is not her end point, you know, like this yeah. is like the first issue of this era. So to look at her in 2021 and then look at her in 2023 would be two two different things. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, <laughs> like if there's growth. Right. Um, right. I mean, I I am a little bit concerned with like we're gonna bring Batman into it because like when they when they broke up, it was understood that like they both have issues and that's like you know, but like yeah. relationships sometimes end. And you that's know, fine. They, yeah, it's for the best. And like I'm a little bit nervous with like Teeny Howard's like men are trash vibes. Because, like, you cannot put the full blame of their relationship on Bat- Batman. Like, he shares a lot of it, but you can't put it all on him. It's relationships are <laughs> everyone that's involved in a relationship. So there's yes. actions and reactions and feelings and communication and events and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll see. We'll only know when we read it. But yeah. All right. So we what are we reading next week? We're going to be reading The Sentry um, by Bob Reynolds. And it's the uh, it's five issues. It started in, the two, in 2000 and it ran to mm-hmm. 2001. So yeah, that's what we're reading. Yeah. Uh, we're leaving. We're, we're leaving Women's History Month. We'll continue to talk about women creators, obviously, because the, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, they don't stop existing when March ends. No. <laughs> it's not Cinderella. They don't go poof at midnight. Yeah, it's not. But yeah. So everyone. Thank you once again for hearing us, listening mm-hmm. to us, following us, downloading us, all the things. Uh, Miranda, where can the people find you? Well, if you'd like to reach out to me directly, uh, I am Dynamite Miranda on TikTok. I am your friendly neighborhood amateur Batman historian. I do go live on TikTok uh, twice a week on Thursdays and Saturdays, 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Once again, that is Dino as in Dinosaur, Mighty as in Mighty Mouse, Miranda, that's my name. Don't wear it out on TikTok. If you'd like to reach out to us as a group, you can feel free to send us an email at thesidekicks at gmail.com. I repeat, thesidekicks, capital T-H-E, capital S-E-I-D, capital K-I-C-K-S at gmail.com. Send us recommendations. 
send us criticisms, send us fan art, like fun little fan art that pops into your head while we're bullshitting. If you work in the industry, we would love to talk to you. Please send us, feel free to send us an email at the sidekicks at gmail.com. Additionally, you can follow us on Instagram at the sidekicks where we post photos of shenanigans, really. Yes. And where can the people find you? So people can find me on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, my handle is Orchata Chica. I do art. I post art. Comment back. I comment back if you comment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's nice. Do it. Let's support each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it. oh, and finally, um, if, feel free to leave us a five-star review. If you leave us a five-star review, we will read it on air. If you leave us a funny review, we will read it in a funny voice. Yeah. Yeah, and that's all we got for you this week. It really Bye. is. Bye. We don't have an outro song. So every week I come up with a jingle. I feel like Selena Kyle likes power ballads. Cause she's got that angry 80s female energy. Energy with the neon lights and the space cat looking so fine. Yeah. Yeah. Ha cha cha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping the hot shot. <laughs>